Welcome everyone to another episode of the Bleed Hockey Podcast, episode 96. I know we're not doing it in a situation that we normally do it, where I sit down in front of my uh, computer and have a different background and have a different, you know, entire way of doing things. But you know what? We're not going to do it in a traditional way. Number one, we're not doing it on time. Apologize for that. So I'm not looking at the camera. I apologize also. I'm trying to get my notes in order. Um, But... It's probably going to be a shorter episode, mainly because, you know, I didn't do one Saturday. More important things came up. Sorry. That's what happens. Um, but, got one now. And I'm actually kind of glad I waited, because uh, the Blues played uh, against Montreal. Didn't do too well. They played against the Islanders. Didn't do too well. Um, played against the Rangers. Didn't play too well, um, or didn't go too well uh, for them. And just yesterday, uh, and I was even in attendance for this horrid uh, horde game uh, as I just went on a small tangent, but I'm saving the, re- the remainder of the tangent, uh, remainder of the fuel for the, the fire breathing that I'm going to be uh, doing <laughs> for this franchise that we call the St. Louis Blues. Um on the Gamer in the Night episode that I just recorded and should be up, uploaded uh, by the time that the video version of this comes up because I know the audio version will be up like that um, because my uh, distributor, Anchor, uh, proud sponsor of this wonderful podcast, um, gets it out real fast. So, um, yeah, just giving you a heads up if you haven't watched the episode and you'd like to see some ranting. Uh, go on over there, even though you're going to have a big chock full of it in this episode. So there you go. Um, I will tell you this right now. There is no ad break on this episode. So congratulations. Don't have to endure uh, me talking about uh, how Anchor is a lovely uh, distributor for your podcast. And uh, there you go. So that's that's my only uh, thing for that. Um, But yeah, I want to get into the standings run up real quick. Um, First off, uh, these are not... um, these are not from the start of Saturday. It was the start of yesterday. So this is as of Monday. Uh, what day is today? Wednesday? Uh, Tuesday morning. As of Tuesday morning. These are the standings from that. Uh, so Atlantic Division, uh, not a lot of movement. Speaking of Ottawa, it's the only team that moved. And they actually moved down. So Montreal, still 8th place with the record of 15-34-7. Uh, Ottawa dropped down one spot from 6th to 7th with a record of 19-31-5. But they improved to 20 as of yesterday. Uh, Buffalo Sabres went up one spot from 7th to 6th with a record of 18-32-8. and uh, The Detroit Red Wings still 5th place with a record of 24-26-6. The Boston Bruins still 4th place and still the first wild card in your Eastern Conference with a record of 34-18-5. The Toronto Maple Leafs still 3rd place with a record of 36-16-4. The Tampa Bay Lightning still 2nd place with a record of 37-12-6. I know I'm really talking really, really fast. I apologize, but I just want to kind of breeze through this, um, at least on the Eastern Conference side of things, because I don't really, I haven't been really watching the Eastern Conference, so just speeding by, and first place still, your Florida Panthers with a record of 38, 13, and 5, the, the Metropolitan Division actually didn't have any movement, the Philadelphia Flyers, still last place in the Metropolitan Division lately, uh, they've been, you know, 
doing hot potato with the uh, Devils, but I guess the Devils have started to uh, you know garner some wins, while the Flyers have not. Uh, the Philadelphia Flyers still eighth place with a record of 17, 28, and 10. The New Jersey Devils still seventh place with a record of 20, 31, and 5. The New York Rangers... Not New York Rangers, New York Islanders uh, with a record of 21, 24, and 8, still 6th place. The Columbus Blue Jackets still 5th place with a record of 28, 26, and 3. The Washington Capitals still 4th place and still hold the second wild card in the Eastern Conference with a record of 30, 18, and 9. The New... The Pittsburgh Penguins, the Pittsburgh Penguins with a record of 34, 14, and 9 is still 3rd place. The New York Rangers, not the Islanders, the Rangers... Uh, with a record of 36, 15, and 5 are still second place. And it's still first place. The Carolina Hurricanes with a record of 39, 12, and 5. Knocking on the door to be the first team in the Eastern Conference to reach 40 wins. The Central Division hasn't really moved a lot. Uh, the Arizona Coyotes still the Arizona Coyotes. And still should definitely be the KC Scouts, as I mentioned in the uh, Game Runner Night episode that I just put up. Uh, with a record of 16, 35, and 4. The Chicago Blackhawks still 7th place with a record of 20, 29, and 8. The Winnipeg Jets still 6th place with a record of 24, 22, and 10. The Nashville Predators. The Nashville Predators. Drop one spot from 4th to 5th. St- uh, they now hold the second wild card spot in the Western Conference uh, with a record of 31, 20, and 4. That just shows how damn stacked this fucking Central Division is. By God. Uh, the Dallas Stars jump up one spot and hold the first wild card in the Western Conference. How about that? The Central Division got five people in the playoff bubble right now. That's great. Uh, that's really great to see. I forecasted this and, and hopefully it holds true. Um, just fuck the Pacific. Um, Dallas Stars, fourth place, for first wild card in the Western Conference with a record of 32-20-3. and three. Uh, Jumping up on spot from fifth to fourth. The Minnesota Wild, still third place with a record of 32-19-3. You're, I'm not even going to give the whole semantics about 2019 Stanley Cup champions. Uh, St. Louis Blues, still second place. How? How? That's possible. I don't fucking know. Uh, with a record of 32, 16, and 7. And the Colorado Avalanche become the first team in the National Hockey League to surpass the 40 win, plat- uh, flo- 40 win milestone with, fo- with a record of 41, 11, and 5 on the season. There you go. And the Pacific Division. Uh, Seattle, still Seattle with a record of 17, 36, and 5. I remember when I thought they were going to be second in the division. <laughs> Funny. Uh, San Jose Sharks with a record of 24, 25, and 7. Uh, still 7th place. 6th place, the Vancouver Canucks with a record of 28, 23, and 6. Still 6th place. The Anaheim Ducks, still 5th place with a record of 27, 22, and 9. The Edmonton Oilers, still 4th place with a record of 30, 23, and 4. And they're not in the playoff bubble. Imagine, imagine, uh, the Vegas Golden Knights dropped down one spot from uh, second to third, free falling, and not even the the cool way like that song, that that goes you know free falling, dun, 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 uh, with a record of thirty two twenty one and four. The LA Kings jump up one spot from third to second. I remember when they were going to be in a rebuild this year, but uh, I guess that ain't happening no more. That was a real fast rebuild uh, with a record of 32, 19, and 7. 
jumping up one spot from third to second. And the Calgary Flames. Calgary Flames. Um, still first place in the Pacific Division with a record of 34, 14, and 7. Awesome. Now let's talk about some St. Louis Blues fucking hockey. How about that? Um, so I, I, will, I will say this. The title of this episode is a brief word on the St. Louis Blues. I won't try to keep your t- keep up your time. I, I don't want to take up you guys' time too much. Um, other than the fact that uh, gotta blow some steam off of, about this team. Now listen, we just went over the standings roundup. The Blues are second in the division. Actually, no. Let me check. Actually, let me check the live stats because that is that was before the game yesterday. Well, let's actually look and see exactly where they are right now. As they still, miraculously enough, are still second place in the division. How? Other than the fact that Minnesota is two points behind them, with a game in hand. So there you go. Um, so if they tie in points. So if the Blues and the Wild tie in points. Uh, so if Minnesota wins their 56th game. The Blues automatically drop down to third. Because they have seven overtime losses. While Minnesota has more regulation wins. So once again. Right there. Regulation plus overtime wins. I keep drilling it and drilling it and drilling it and drilling it and drilling it into everyone's heads. I want to drill that in everyone's heads. How important regulation plus overtime wins are going to be. Because it, when it comes down to points being tied, especially as I also just mentioned how there's five teams in the Central Division right now. And you can even just say as a whole in the Western Conference how close. Like the Edmonton Oilers are right there, also deep in the Pacific. Points are really, really close, and points are super crucial that that you want. You want to get as many as you can, which is why it pisses me off that, number one, people aren't absolutely angry at the fact that the Blues keep dropping. It's not the fact... Yeah, they're dropping wins they should they should win. It's and and the funny thing enough is that as long as they make the playoffs, I don't really have any worries. I don't really have any worries because against the teams that they you'd probably question them whether or not they win or not because they keep losing to teams they definitely should beat. Like they beat the Toronto Maple Leafs of the league. They beat the Rangers, oh, they will beat the Rangers on Thursday. They will beat the Rangers on Thursday. They beat all the teams they should, they, you know, would, would face in the playoffs if, you know, comes time. Like, like, they beat the teams that they need to beat, you know, when it comes to, you know, testing, you know, if this is a playoff series, you know. They beat the good teams, is what I'm trying to get at. Because um, I can't really put my words together because I'm so fucking discombobulated. Um, but they beat the teams that are really good teams. But it's the teams like the Islanders right now. The teams like the 
Arizona Coyotes, the Montreal Canadiens, the fucking yesterday, the Ottawa Senators dropped it 4-1. And the only reason why the Blues, number one, didn't let in more because they were hitting the freaking postal off a lot. And two, the only reason why they even have a goal on the board was because of a freaking happenstance chance in hell that Perron backhands a freaking goal in past uh, freaking Forsberg yesterday. Other than that, it probably would have been a shootout. Oh, not a shootout. A shutout for Forsberg, for one. And two, it probably would have been even higher than four goals on the board. So, I want to say, yes, should we be 100% frantic? No. And whenever you listen to their post-media uh, scrum yesterday night with Shen and Falk, uh talking basically about, hey, every team has this. Freaking things go cold, stuff like that. It just so happens that the blue, this is the Blues' time. And as Falk says, it's true. Is the timing ideal for this cold streak to happen? Absolutely not. This is absolutely the worst time. This is the worst time for them to be having this cold snap. Now, they, sh- they are glad. They should be thinking they're happy stars that they're in the position that they're in with the fact that they're going through this cold snap and still somehow some way they are still second in the division in the central division the most intense division in all of the nhl because fuck saying the freaking metropolitan division fuck saying the freaking atlantic division no the freaking most competitive division in this goddamn league is the central division Central Division. Words can come out of my mouth if they really would like to. In order, please and thank you. Calm down. (laughs) But, I will say this. Because we are... I I I don't know why I keep looking at my watch. My watch is not even on me. It is currently March 9th. March 9th. So we're roughly about a week and a half to two weeks away from the trade deadline, which I believe is on March 22nd, I believe. We, I would be hard-pressed to believe that there will be a move that Doug Armstrong makes for the St. Louis Blues. I would really hope that it's in the defense department because the defense has not been really that hot lately, um, to say the least. Um, it would also be great to see maybe some some guy that they could put on the fourth line to add an identity. That'd also be great. Some sandpaper. Will snap silly dirty fucking dengies, boys. Um, that would be great. But we'll have to wait and see, obviously, because. Um, Cap Space is not the Blues' friend right now. As a matter of fact, let's go to our friends here at capfriendly.com. Um, not sponsored, of course, but oh, I wish I w- wish they were uh, sponsoring me. Um, but shameless plug because they have anything you need for um, looking up cap, looking up. You know, they even have a trade simulator, all a bunch of stuff like that. Um, take a gander if you if you so choose. Um, but 
As for teams that do not have a lot of cap space, let's look at the 2019 Stanley Cup champion sales, please. <laughs> so right now, Cap Friendly has that the cap hit for the Blues is 82467000 and change. Using LTIR, and they only have $22,000 in cap space. Not really good. And they have Marcos Candela on the injured reserve. Um, they have Scott Prunovich just put on, uh, well, he has been put on LTIR, and actually they just came out today saying that uh, he's going to be out getting some wrist sur surgery, so hopefully he uh, comes uh, gets a speedy recovery. Um, Marcus Scandella, I would imagine, goes to LTIR. Um, I, I think they have to wait to a... For, us, for him, because it's kind of like a lingering issue, I think they have to wait for him to be on regular IR for a certain amount of time before they can put him on LTIR and free up some cap. Um, 3.275 million in cap space uh, could be had. So the matter of contention is who do you trade for and who do you move out? Now, I don't know who you move out because a lot of the guys you kind of need are also the guys you'd want to move out because of money. So Doug Armstrong is going to have to get real creative. And there's been a lot of talk about other teams coming in the mix to eat cap to get picks. So that could be an option where we could see a three-way trade where a team that doesn't get any person, but they get picks in exchange for taking some money, uh, eating some money, which that has been happening as of late, especially since the pandemic happened. There was a cap freeze, um, which actually comes back uh, or thaws uh, a little bit uh, next year as it's supposed to go up, I think, $1 million, just $1 million. I mean... That's that's a solid guy. That's a solid uh, depth piece right there. Um, depending on what position, probably forward there, um, you could get for that extra million. Um, but I know a lot of the uh, analysts have been tying Mark Giordano to the Blues. Uh, ben Sherratt is another hot commodity. Um, there ain't no chance in hell Claude Giroux comes here. I don't know how the hell you get Claude Giroux here, but... I mean, he'd be he'd be a solid guy, power play wizard, and um, even though the Blues' power play is still pretty good, even though they got skunked by the Montreal Canadiens of all people, um, doesn't hurt to make it even better if you can, because um, why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you? If you can make anything better and you have the ability to do it, why wouldn't you do it? Why even why even ask yourself that question? Why you wouldn't do it? Why you would do it or why you wouldn't do it? Just fucking do it. Um, but yeah, um, I'm hoping, and this is for me, this is for me, I'm hoping that if there's anything that the Blues can do, somehow, some way with the cap situation that they have, do some wizardry, Dark Armstrong, is something with the D, plays and thanks, do something with the defense, and do something with the fourth line. Now, fourth line, though, I think the fourth line, there is an answer in in the 
Um, if it comes to it, at least. I think that once this freaking cold streak hap- uh, is done with with the Blues and we start scoring again and actually, you know, get back on track, I'm sure the fourth line thing can iron itself out with people that we have in-house. Which is why I'd say if there's the one thing that you can make the Blues, you know, that that contender that can push for a cup, which I'm just saying it would be really awesome if the Blues not only were the last team to win a cup before the pandemic happened, to be the first uh, team to win a cup with a full 82-game season. I'm just saying, um, as they were on a trajectory to potentially go for a uh, back-to-back, at least cup final berth uh, before the pandemic shut everything down and everything went to shit. Um... So let's hope for that. Um, But yeah, if there's anything that Doug Armstrong could do, the one thing that he could do uh, to make this team better, I would imagine would be defense. Because Marcus Scandella ain't cutting it. Um, I know they've been trying to have Nico Mikola be kind of a, you know, a guy you could depend on. I mean, yeah, he's still young. He's still got thing. He's got you know, some learning to do. Um, but with that said, you know, if you have the ability, as I said, if you have the ability to make the team better, make the team better, go get that cup. Cause that's why we're all here. That's why they're all there is to win the Stanley cup. It's not there to be like, to play the game of hockey and make money. It's to win the Stanley cup. If you want to just play hockey for money, go into the AHL. Go to any of the other leagues. You're here for the cup. And that is, that's that. That's that. All right? That's that. Um, but, yeah. I'm concerned. I'm just mainly concerned with the way that they're... Not, not necessarily... To circle back on the whole kind of the ranting thing about, you know, they are losing all these games to teams they shouldn't be losing to. I'm just concerned. I'm, I'm not at all concerned that they can't beat teams like the Rangers or the Maple Leafs or the Knights or Colorado or... Uh, Nashville, or even the Wild, or any of the other teams that will most likely make the playoffs. I have no doubt in my mind that they'll be fine in that regard. But, as I said, with points being and teams being so tight together, you cannot, cannot afford to lose to the likes of the Montreal Canadiens or the future Kansas City Scouts and the Arizona Coyotes or any of the other bottom feeder basement teams, whatever you want to call them. You cannot afford to leave what is deemed easy points, regardless of the fact that they're NHL t- they are NHL franchises. Don't get me wrong. And those NHL franchises, most likely any day of the week, will beat any AHL team any ECHL team or NAHL team any given day. 
but you can't leave what is deemed easy points on the table. You take as you take every single point you possibly can. Now, granted, as I keep harping down, regulation plus overtime wins. Hey, I'm not saying make it a habit, but hey, a point's a point. And you rack those points up. Like, look at the freaking Pittsburgh Penguins. Another reason why they're so goddamn high up in the standings right now and the Washington Capitals is because they have all those regula- uh, those overtime losses. Like nine apiece. And St. Louis right now has got seven on the board. Let's not add to that. Let's add to the regular W's column, please and thank you, and make sure that they're in regulation. Because regulation wins matter. Wins alone matter, but regulation wins matter the most. Because when it comes down to a tiebreaker situation and you end up being in a situation where you are in a possibility of getting into the playoffs in the second wild card, not saying the Blues are going to fall down that high, that, that much, but... And that could also mean the, the difference between home ice advantage and no home ice advantage. Because the Blues this season are a complete reverse of where they were in 2019 when it came to when they were well, negating the first half of the season from January onward when they actually went on the run, including through the playoffs, where they did shit and they did shit at home. And they did great on the road. This year, it's the opposite. They do great on the, great at home, but they do shit on the road. So it was fine for them to not be, you know, first place, second place in the division in 2019. It ain't now. They need at least the second seed. Likely, they're not going to get the first, but you never know. If they can get the first seed in the Central Division, that's great. But they need home ice advantage. And how you're going to get home ice advantage is to get points. And how do you get points? You beat teams, and you beat the teams that you should be beating, like the Montreal Canadiens, fucking hell, or the Ottawa Senators, or the fucking Arizona Coyotes. Please, Blues, you got it. You got it. You've been doing it all year. That's why you're, That's why you have as many wins as you have. Let's not lose any more, please. Beat the Rangers on Thursday. Continue to win, 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 baby. Just win, baby. But yeah. Let's go on a tear. Let's end this freaking season with a goddamn bang. Because we have only a month and a half of the season left. Let's end it with a bang and go into the playoffs freaking swinging and go to the cup final for the first time since 2019 and win a second, baby. Let's fucking go. And that's all I got to say about that. So I'll end it with this. So I'll end it with this. Let's go, Blues. All right. And yeah, let's go. Let's go win. Let's go in. Uh, but yeah, that's the end of the episode. And uh, don't forget to like, share, and subscribe if you're on the YouTube side of things. And uh, if you're on the podcast side of things, don't forget to rate and subscribe, even though I know a lot of you guys don't do that anyway. Best neither here nor there. I would hope and pray that you guys all 
do that for me and play some thank you that'd be great um but yeah i guess also before i leave uh this episode um as you see if you're watching the the video version um wearing the old trumpet jersey here uh and it really pissed me off that the blues didn't uh make this a thing that they wear outside of the uh chris pronger retirement night um or retirement of his number night um so this is what i'm gonna do um because i think it's about time uh the regular home jersey uh i was initially gonna retire it um but i think i'm not gonna retire it what i'm gonna do is i'm gonna bench it um for a little while so because how I have all of the jerseys that they wear this season to wear when they're away, I wear the away. When they're at home, when they're I wear the home. And whenever on Saturday homes, I have the heritage jersey. I have it all ironed out. Home jersey is getting benched for this baby. So when they're home, trumpets out, trumpets out. Um, and I think it'll stay that way until inevitably. Because I, I, I'm sure one of, these days, one of these days, they'll do it. And I really hope they do it soon. Is make an Adidas version of this one. Here. And for those in the audio version only, is the Blues' Arch jersey. That they had in the early 20, uh, 2010s. Uh, with the, had the St. Louis uh blues word mark around the blue note that had the arch behind the blue note and then it had the freaking blue note on each of the shoulders there's a really mint jersey please bring it back in an addy zero jersey that would be great i will be i will be purchasing that please and thank you but yeah definitely starting next season the blues jersey for home will definitely be the trumpet and I will have this be custom, custom, uh, put the numbers on like all my other ones. I don't, it's actually the only, that and the, uh, away jersey are the only two blues jerseys that I have that are blanks, uh, which I will be fixing that, um, definitely this off season. I ain't going to be taking it out of commission this season. Uh, I'll have it off season fixed and ready to go. But yeah, um, but yeah, I think this this has gone on long enough. Uh, my screensaver happened uh, to be on my screen, and I can't see how long this episode is. So if it's too long, I apologize. And if it's too short, well, there you go. Gift from me to you. Um, but until then, I'll catch you all in the next one or the next episode of the Blue Hockey Podcast. And hopefully I record it on a Saturday. I am off on a Saturday. I don't have any plans for the Saturday. And hopefully it's done on a Saturday and uploaded on a Saturday. Saturday, Saturday, Saturday. I'll catch you all next one. Thank you very much.